please note that this episode contains mature and potentially triggering subject matter. (laughs) So, I am not going to ask you how you all got a department store's worth of skincare products into camp. But we can do it to my parents' house. My mom is a shopaholic, and she won't miss any of this. La 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 la! I'm not listening to you. Oh, June, honestly. It's not like we were sneaking out to get drugs. I need plausible deniability. Seems like you're really enjoying your Amazonian mud mask, though. (laughs) I am. Ah! Marco, ow! Sorry. I'm not good at this. Here, try this hair mask. Leave the brush into someone who knows what they're doing, Marg. Thank you. Oh, and while you wait for the mask to do its masky thing, I brought reading materials. Your mom gets a lot of magazines. I mean, yeah. What else does she have to do? Aren't those things all just, like, sex tips and lipstick recommendations? No way! I'm surprised at you, Margot. I thought you were a feminist. Just because it's geared towards women doesn't mean it's frivolous fluff. There's tons of cultural stuff. Look, this issue has a whole article about an artist that's totally fascinating. This is The Crime at Camp Ashwood. Episode 9. Everyone I Have Ever Slept With. Everyone I Have Ever Slept With. 1963 to 1995? Seems like it's still about sex to me. Well, if you took the time to read the whole article, you'd learn that it's about an art installation called The Tent that this really cool woman named Tracy Emin created. It has a list of all the people she's ever slept with, but not just sexually. Also slept next to non-romantically, like friends at slumber parties, family members on vacation, people from different parts of her life's history. I thought it was really interesting. That actually is kind of cool. See? Don't judge the zine by its cover. Eh. So, how many people would be on your list if you made one? Thirty-five. Thirty-five? Well, I'm really popular. (laughs) You want to share your list, June? That would not be appropriate. Do you have people on it that you've slept with? Slept with? Sharing that would be way not appropriate. (gasps) You do, then. So... You guys want to hear another ghost story? Don't change the subject. Girls, seriously. Come on. We're just curious young women trying to become more educated on the subject. You seem like a resource for us. My personal life is not... Personal life? (gasps) June, do you have a boyfriend? (gasps) (laughs) It's so weird. I've always just thought of you as, like, our camp mom. I'm only, like, ten years older than you. Right, but you're like Margot. You know, really into the whole camper thing. It's kind of your personality. Hey, I didn't mean anything bad by it. I just can't imagine you have much of a life outside of... Okay, let's nip this in the bud because I feel like you're just going to keep asking until you get an answer. You're right. I am a camp girl. I do have a boyfriend, and he is... A camp guy. You're dating a camper? June! Ugh, no, gross. He's a counselor. (gasps) Which counselor? Yeah. Who is it? Someone who is very important to me. But we're keeping it private because Ashwood doesn't exactly encourage counselor relationships. When you girls are older, you'll understand that all of this stuff isn't as wild and scandalous as it feels now. And 
none of it is anyone's business. So let's try to be grown-ups about it, okay? I let you guys stay up past curfew and you can let me have this, right? Of course. Right. Sure. Great. Now, please pass me the nail polish remover. And while we're at it, let me tell you about the night. Misty Willis's spirit came up through the shower pipes and rained bleach down on a girl's hair until it all fell out in the drain. <gasps> I thought I'd have to twist Veronica's arm more to let me keep this new box of obvious evidence. At least we've gotten on the same page that the actual detectives aren't going to do anything for the case. Actually, with all signs pointing to Sadie's father being involved in her disappearance, they might care even less than they did before. He's dead. Why bother chasing a lead to nowhere? But I, we, have to know, beyond a shadow of a doubt. She left all this information behind for a reason. I need to go through it with the finest of combs. As much as the entire implication behind what we've read so far makes me want to vomit, it doesn't outweigh how much I want to get answers, or how weirdly excited I am to have more of Sadie's journals to read. Obviously, there were things she wanted me to know, and I'm more than ready to know them now. March 1st, 2003. I'm not sure what my mom does with her days. She's been a stay-at-home parent since I was born. But I've been too old to be parented since I was right about 10, I'd say. And even before then, if I'm being honest, it was sort of me being the mom and not the other way around. Those drives on the way to school where she blasted music and screamed along, I don't know that she was always singing for fun. It sounded more like she needed a release. She's always let me grow up as quick as I wanted, though. Which is a perk of being kind of momless and more sister-feeling with your parent, I guess. I was the first girl in my grade to get pierced ears, and a book about the birds and the bees was left on my bed before the start of fourth grade. She lets me read all her grown-up magazines, too. This month I grabbed her copy of Elle and read a whole thing about this artist who made a list of everyone she'd ever slept with, either intimately or platonically. I thought it was so cool. A way to keep track of everything. So I made one of my own. I'm calling it People Who've Slept with Sadie. I have a vague memory of Sadie obsessing over this tent installation thing that last summer, but I never saw her list. And I never made my own either. I know now that I didn't understand art or history or much of anything when I was a teenager. I didn't get the point or the intention behind things the way Sadie did. I couldn't see the depths. So I had made a show of thinking the whole thing was meant to make women feel inferior for not sleeping with the correct number of people, romantic or otherwise. Plus, I think at 16 I felt pretty insecure about what my number might have been. I didn't have many friends to have sleepovers with back home. No siblings to hang out with on late summer nights. My reputation as a girl whose world revolved around camp had been mostly accurate. But thinking about it now, I wish I'd kept better track of everything through the years. There is something inherently intimate about sharing space with someone when you're vulnerable. Something worth remembering. I'm not sure I could piece a full list back together from the past 20 years if I tried to. 
So much of what's happened in my life since Sadie left it has been foggy and unfocused. I stopped journaling even for myself after the joint journal was stolen. There's really no account of me. No great accomplishments to track or Googleable articles to point to. No record that someone could dive into if one day I were gone. Aside from me and Mike's wedding photos, I might as well be a ghost, too. Sadie's list is 35 people long. Of course, Veronica and I are on there, and I recognize some of these other girls' names from her school friends, and even one of my cousins, who I know we had a slumber party with back when we were in elementary school. There's her cousins, her mom, and her dad. Of course, that doesn't totally prove anything either way. She could be referring to sharing a hotel room with them on an innocuous trip. I want and need to give him the benefit of the doubt, but it's clear that at least something was seriously amiss in their home. She had a reason to want to be away from him, to be free, like she said in her journal pages. I'm not going to lie. When I read those words, I had a tiny glimmer of hope. That maybe... But before I could even finish the sentence Veronica was telling me not to say it, because neither of us could go through the pain of having hope and losing it all over again. That her hand had floated to the surface and the DNA had matched. That no one had seen her or reported anything related to her since 2003. That the one thing we know is that she's been dead for 20 years. But people live without hands. Ugh, stop it, Marco. This is why I need to get a definitive answer. So I can stop looking over my shoulder and thinking maybe there's a miracle waiting behind me. So I can finally stop looking in that direction at all. Oh. Paul's name is on Sadie's list. With a star next to it. Does that mean they had sex? Because as far as Veronica and I knew it, as far as Paul has told anyone, that never happened. I guess it could just mean that she saw him romantically. Maybe they fell asleep at his house by accident one time, or... The only other name on the list with a star by it isn't a name at all. It's initials. R.K. I recognize everyone else on here. Who the hell is that? Thank you for listening to this episode of The Crime at Camp Ashwood. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to support this podcast so we can keep making more episodes, click the support link in the show notes. To learn more about this and all our projects, visit our production company websites, dragonhunterproductions.com and newgirlpictures.com. Thank you for listening.